time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. At the beginning of my career, I worked as a chaplain in a hospital. And in that capacity, I met with people who were often at the worst moments of their lives. Sometimes I was with people as they were celebrating, but more often than not, I was at the other end where there was tragedy or there was difficult news or there were struggles along the way. I remember one night I was in the emergency room. I'd been covering the whole hospital that day, and that night I was called to the emergency room after an accident. It had been a T-bone collision in the middle of an intersection because somebody had cut through a red light. And I remember sitting there, each family of the two victims were in separate rooms. They were, we call them family rooms, which was basically where we had people so we could work with them and talk with them and discuss it out of the range of everybody else. Often it was to give them bad news. Sometimes it was to let them know that everything was going to be okay, but to have that done by a doctor who could tell them more of the details. So that night, each family had gathered there. And that night, one person had died The other person was going to leave that hospital in just an hour or so with only a cut on his forehead. The person who had the cut on his forehead was the one who had run the red light. That's just to make a statement of who was who, not to say there was blame, because he certainly didn't mean to cut through that red light. He certainly didn't mean to cause the accident that left one person dead. And yet that was the situation. And I remember as I was dealing with each family, the struggles they were having with what was coming their way. One person, one family member, gave credit for saving the family member, the the victim, the family member's life by giving it to God and saying, you know, God saved our our boy. And I remember walking into the other room and and hearing the exact same thing where God took our, our child. And I was sitting there listening to how interesting it was that in the very same thing, this very same incident, one person gave full credit, the other full blame to God for what had happened. And I remember the same piece that was coming out of both of those. Both families were struggling with the why, the why question. Now, the family that was going to be taking home uh, their family member that evening didn't go much beyond that. They were rejoicing and they were happy, and uh, it was a great scene of rejoicing there. In the other room, though, I spent lots of time with them, and they turned to me and they said, Chaplain, why did this happen? My first response was to say, it's an accident and accidents do happen. But my second response was to make sure they understood that what really happened here were the laws of physics. The laws of physics were in play where one car was hit by another car. So two cars can't occupy the same place at the same time. Momentum comes into play. Lots of other rules of physics come into play. One person walked away. The other person was now dead. That was the why question. But I realized that there was something behind that. The why question is often somebody wanting an explanation of why bad things happen. Not why did this particular thing happen, but why do bad things happen in general? But there's a secondary plea that's a little more hidden, and that is somewhere looking for a way to make it not have happened. 
Many times people were asking the why question, trying to figure out if there's some way of recreating reality, of having an alternate universe come into their presence where this did not happen. But there's another piece behind that, and that is the fact that we all want life to proceed without challenges, without tragedies, without difficulties. The reality is that life has challenges, and that really is the immutable law of life that we're looking at today, the immutable law of living. Life has challenges, and what do you do about that? Life is going to have challenges. There's no way around that. We can pretend that's not the case, but life does have its challenges. The reality is that this is tied to three pieces. One, it's tied to our own actions. Sometimes we create our own struggles in big ways and in little ways. Sometimes we don't do the things we need to do, and sometimes we do the things that we shouldn't do that put us into struggling situations. I remember as a chaplain, walking in, and this was years ago when, for whatever reason, we still felt it was okay to allow people in a hospital, even patients in a hospital, to be smoking cigarettes. And I remember walking down the halls and smelling that smell of of smoke, and I'd been summoned because this person was struggling. Now, this was a second shift position for me. I was there, I remember it was after dark, It was a fall evening. The air was crisp outside. The the hospital was quiet. By second shift, the doctors had gone home. A lot of the staff had gone home. The families had gone home. And that's when I was often called to a room to, to talk with somebody. Sometimes it was because they were struggling. Sometimes it was because they were upset. Sometimes it was because they didn't know what to do. And so the hospital staff had summoned me to this room. I walked in and I saw that glow of that, that spot that glow at the end of a cigarette in a darkened room. And I walked over and I sat down and I asked the man if he had indeed called for a chaplain. He said he had. And I said, what can I do for you? How can I help? And he took another long drag on a cigarette. And then I noticed that not only was he taking a long drag on his cigarette, but he had oxygen tubes in his nose. And he said, chaplain, I have a question for you. I said, sure, tell me what's going on. He told me that they had discovered he had inoperable lung cancer and that he only had a short time to live. And he said, Chaplain, why did God do this to me? Why did God do this to me to give me cancer that they can't do anything about? I'm going to die. I'm going to leave my family behind. Why did God do this to me? And I turned to him and I said, can I ask you a question before I answer? He said, sure. And I said, I'm just wondering, how long have you had that habit? And he said, oh, smoking? I said, yeah. He said, oh, I started when I was pretty young. I was probably 14 or 15, and I've been smoking ever since. And I said, how much do you smoke? And he said, oh, you know, I've cut back now to about a pack a day, but earlier it was two to three packs a day. And I said, so do you think that might have had some contributing factor to your lung cancer? And he paused for a minute. He said, so you're telling me that God didn't do this to me? I said, well, I'm telling you that sometimes we humans make decisions. And those decisions have ramifications. And sometimes those decisions are good. Sometimes they're not so good. But I'm just wondering if perhaps smoking might have contributed to what's going on now. He paused and he said, well, I suppose it might have. Now, this was a very simple piece for me to point out the fact that those cigarettes probably had something. But we all have places where we do things or don't do things that contribute to what happened, the challenges we have in life. 
I've often told the story about how I got sick myself and realized what I had been doing to my body of not exercising, of not eating well, of not taking care of my stress, of not getting enough rest. And that, that I believe, contributed to the fact that I almost lost my health and almost lost my life to it. Those were things that I can attribute specifically to what had happened to me. Sure, lots of other people were also not eating well and also not exercising and also not taking care of their stress and also not getting enough rest, and they had not gotten sick. But the fact was that that health challenge for me was based at least partly in what I did to contribute to that. So sometimes these things that happen, these challenges, these struggles we have in life are tied to the fact that we do things or don't do things that can create problems for us down the road. And sometimes the second way these things happen is just that we're at the wrong place at the wrong time. Sometimes through no fault of our own, we come in contact with some infectious disease that attacks us or we're in the wrong place at the wrong time and somebody does harm to us or the wrong time, place at the wrong time and, uh, and some uh, act of nature happens and, and we are caught completely unaware. There are times when it just happens. And then there are times when it's a combination. So all of those pieces contribute to the fact that bad things, tough things, struggles happen in our lives. And that's that's the real piece that we want to talk about, that life is about the struggles that come our way. There's no way to avoid that. I remember for a while I had the opportunity of in, in interviewing and talking with a group of wealthy people. And each case I asked them, what do you contribute to your success? And almost to a person, they would tell me about the failures that contributed to their success. The businessmen and women who had gone through failure after failure with businesses of bankruptcies, of crashing uh, economies, of uh, failures in business over and over. Some of them had had earlier successes and those earlier successes had led to failure. And I said, you know, what do you think led to that? Why do you think you failed then? And to a person, they said, I wasn't ready for the success. I didn't have the tools I needed for that success. And so while I got success along the way, I wasn't ready to hold on to that success. And I said, so what happened next? And they said, I learned from my failures. To a person, they all told me that they had learned from their failures, that the struggles had given them new skills, new capacities that led to their place of success now. In other words... It wasn't in spite of the struggles, but because of the struggles that they were where they were. All had had failures. All said that they had learned the skills from those failures. That, to me, is the crucial point of of this question. There are always struggles in life. The question is not, will there be struggles, but what will we do about those struggles? I've already talked about exercise and my exercise routines in other podcasts, but I want to just kind of pull that piece in. If you decided that you wanted to build muscle, if you decided that you wanted to increase your muscle mass or increase the fact that your muscles uh, had strength, what would you do to do that? If you're like most of us and you're choosing a non-drug related method of, of increasing your strength, what you would do is you would go challenge those muscles. You would not wait for the muscles to grow. You would challenge them to make them grow. 
you wouldn't believe that the muscles should just grow on their own just because that's what you want, but that challenges create the muscle mass. In fact, if you think about how that really works, you pick up something that's a little heavier than you used to, and you keep picking it up until that muscle can't do it anymore, and it creates some damage to the muscle. And when the muscle grows back, it grows back, back ready to compensate and pick up something bigger. In other words, the challenge makes it stronger. Now, we know that about muscle. And yet when we apply it to ourselves, I hear many people say, you know, if I was supposed to be successful in this job, it would just happen. If it was meant to be, it wouldn't be such a struggle. And yet when we decide to build muscle, we don't say, well, if it was meant to be, my bicep would pop up or if it was meant to be, my six pack would appear. We recognize that there is a cost, that there is a challenge that has to happen. And I tend to think that this is not so much about accepting that as much as figuring out what mindset needs to shift to get there. This immutable law of living is that life has challenges. So what are the mindset shifts that might help you deal with that? The first one, I believe, is to understand that life is not a progression line straight upward. It is not a constant movement towards a better place. The line of life really shows fits and starts and fails and struggles and successes and rest points, and then you repeat it all again. And so that line straight up that should go up on the graph of not so good to a great life is not a straight line. It goes up and down and swirls around and and has crazy patterns to it that we never expected, but it all has a linear place where we can decide whether we're going to learn or get stuck. So life is not one big progression line upward. It is a wide range, the following a path that wanders through the woods, sometimes in the thickets, sometimes in a place that is beautiful to see, sometimes in a place that's all muddy and icky, and sometimes in a place that's arid and dry. But the path carries us forward when we decide to follow that path. So the second mindset shift that I would propose is this not about failure, but about seeing that as a data point. We can fail when we give up on something, or we could see anything that feels like a failure as a step in the right direction. It's a data point, and that's a big shift. To say, I failed at that is different than saying, well, I learned something along the way there. I talk with many people on an ongoing basis who are struggling to save a relationship. And many times when they can't save their relationship, they tell me that they failed And I suggest that that relationship failed. They did not fail. That relationship failed. Did they learn a lesson? Did they make a data point of that and decide that they're going to do it differently the next time? Did they make a data point of that and say, where do I need to grow and change to be better, more prepared, and more capable? So instead of looking at something as a failure, can you change it to a data point? a new piece of information that tells you something about the task at hand and the direction you're going. The third shift is to take it on as a challenge, to see every challenge as a learning opportunity. This learning opportunity comes our way as free coaching, whether we want it or not. The question is whether we're going to learn from the coaching or struggle against the coaching. Now, understand that this doesn't have to be tied to a belief that it was sent to teach you. 
Sometimes we get caught in that belief that something came our way because it was sent to us to teach us a lesson. And I don't believe that at all. I do believe that we can learn, though, from the struggle. So instead of saying, "Okay, so is the universe trying to teach me a lesson? Is God trying to teach me a lesson? Is God trying to, you know, to, to, to show me something or the universe trying to show me something? That is less helpful than to say, what do I need to learn from this? Can I take this on as a learning piece for me, a struggle, a challenge that's going to build up some muscles so that I can have more of a thriving life? Carol Dweck writes in her book, Mindset, about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. The fixed mindset is where you believe that it should just happen or that you should have an inborn trait that just carries you along. And so when we talk about the natural athletes or the natural writers or the natural mathematicians, we miss the fact that they are doing that every day to learn to be better. And when we get stuck in a fixed mindset, then we're frozen in place. But a growth mindset is when you say, I can always get better at something. I can always learn from that struggle. I can always take on the next piece and learn from where I'm moving. So the struggles give us opportunities of practicing a growth mindset of saying, I am open to learning and growing through this process. A growth mindset is deciding that whatever comes our way is a challenge to teach us a lesson that we can learn from. Not that it's there as a lesson, but we can learn the lesson from it and improve ourselves. So given this, what now? What do you do If you find yourself always asking, why is this happening to me? It should be easier. When we can accept that challenges happen, then we have a change in in what happens when the challenge comes our way. Because if you believe that the challenge shouldn't happen, you're derailed when the challenge does happen. So let me promise you that no matter what you do, where you are in life, there will be challenges. That's not up for question. There will be challenges. The question is, How do you find purpose in the midst of that? When things are going along, how do you find your deeper purpose in life? Because I believe that when we have a purpose in our life, whatever challenges come our way begin to be just the challenges and not the failures. Something challenges us, we're continuing to move towards our deeper purpose, our bigger purpose in life. Sometimes we realize that we can't get somewhere and we have to find meaning in the midst of it. And I would say that if you can find both meaning and purpose in the midst of everything, you've got the great way of moving forward. Then the next question is, given this, how do I make an impact? These lessons shouldn't be wasted. How can I change myself, my family, my friends, my community, my world? How can I make an impact by learning these lessons? When we get through the struggles, we might as well move to a higher place of bringing an impact in the world because I also believe as much as we as humans need a sense of meaning and purpose, we are also designed to make an impact in the world. We're designed for impact, to make a difference. And the other thing that this does is that when we realize that challenges come our way and we have our own challenges, we also become more empathic with the rest of humanity. We have a deeper, renewed connection with humanity. And that makes us more human. It makes others more human. And it makes us more loving. So the question I leave you with is, can you see that the challenges are just part of life? They're not to be avoided. They're a part built into life. And the question is how you take those challenges and learn and grow 
and build your thriving life. If this has been helpful for you, it would be great if you would help me share this. Can you let other people know about that? There's some easy ways of doing that. If you're on my website, Thrivology.com, right below this post, you'll see how you can share this on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, many of the others. You can hit those and easily share if you're already a part of those conversations, and that would help spread the news so others can learn how to have a thriving life. If you're not on my website, an easy way of doing it, if you're on Twitter, just type into uh, any browser. You can go to thrivology.com slash love. That's thrivology.com slash love. That will send out a tweet ready for to go. It'll link people back to my website so they can also find better ways of thriving. I hope you'll help me. I hope you'll spread the word. I'm wishing you the best as you build a thriving life. To the Thrivology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at Thrivology.com or at ThrivologyMagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.